Ball, the original Redskins fans podcast. On today's show, we talk about the debacle of a game between the Washington Redskins and the New York Jets. And boy, do we need a quarterback. And some players that aren't injured. This and much more live with Aaron Josh John. Did you hear that voice just now at the end of the intro where I was like, Aaron, Josh, and John? Dude, when we were at Disney World, this dude's voice on the little safari train at Animal Kingdom was so funny and like weird that I recorded it for you guys because you're going to crack up. I just remembered it. Play it. All right, let me find it. All right, all right. What does it say? <laughs> it says everything. Hold on. See if you can hear it. Wait, wait, wait. How do I do turn speaker on in this thing? Welcome to the Hall of Fame. I can't even understand what you're saying. I think this is a really funny guy, this guy right here. You know, he's down there and uh, he's coaching things up. And that's all he's got to say. Dude. All right, that's enough Turn of that guy. Down. Dude, that's enough Turn of that guy. Down, it sounds like he's calling a football game. Dude, it's enough <laughs> of that guy. But there's at one point where they're like, and the termites, they like to big ma- build mounds out of dirt, saliva, and feces. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, that guy was kind of like the Redskins did. This yeah. Oh, oh my goodness. Anyway, welcome who wants to, Harry to start? Hog oh, Fo- sorry. Yeah, go ahead, John. Welcome to Harry Hog Football, episode uh, three ninety five, in uh, which we find out that the Redskins have a crappy quarterback. Like people are actually starting to figure it out, as Aaron was tweeting, all the entire second half of the game. You think we got a crappy quarterback? We got a couple of them. Mm. Couple uh, of them. We shall see. We shall see. We're getting tons of noise through someone's mic. John, I think we need to order you a new cable. I'm just going to have to do that this weekend. The cable is on the way, but it won't get here till tomorrow. Operating expenses. Oh, okay. You know, but we would like to thank our benevolent sponsor, Desmond C. Lee. You can reach him at Desmond C. Lee 2 on Twitter. Because of him, we can buy... New microphone cable. Yay. <laughs> Until then, you're going to have to... You're going to have to deal with the Grin static. and bear it. Am I staticking right now? Kind of. It's very mild. Very oh, mild. Dudes, okay. where do we want to start with this game? I mean, it was other than it being horrible. Oh, wow. Um, well, let me see. Let's start in the beginning of the game. Um, let's start about... Let's talk about the positives for once. How about Brashad Breland? How about the defense game. creating turnovers? Three turnovers. Three turnovers and Whoa. just Breland himself getting two fumbles, recovering two fumbles, getting that pick. Put us in great shape and we were able to we were able to make what thirteen points out of that. John, 13. You, John, you're gonna have to wiggle that wire or something. This is like getting... Alright dudes, um we're having technical issues with John, so we have to have him on the regular, like old school school phone. So Anyway, we're going to like 1989 party line. Yeah. Anyway, we have to keep this podcast short because uh, Josh has to get ready to go to Vegas tonight. 
Vegas. Vegas. I'm Vegas. supposed to say Vegas, baby, Vegas or something. There. Vegas. I don't know, but they have like Super Sausage Fest. I think that he's entered his. I'm bringing my lederhosen. <laughs> you could go to that hospital house where they like spank you when you order a shot of Jägermeister. Yeah, man. All I can think about that set, that place. Yeah, that goes, yeah, man. All I can think about that place is that guy's um, breath that one time. <laughs> <laughs> we were at that it place. Really, it literally smelled like he ate dog crap. And he, <laughs> you could smell him from like across the table, literally like four feet away. We won't mention names. Oh, but that guy, you knew who that guy is. And you had to like, luckily Josh was sitting across from him. Oh, not luckily. And I was kind of sitting next to him so I could turn my head away if I tried to eat. But I don't even know how Josh downed his sausages. <laughs> I did not order sausages. Dude, you were eating like wiener schnitzel and stuff. No, dude, I was eating like a pretzel. Oh, okay. Wiener schnitzel. Anyway, enough about that. Um, and let's get to the football game. All right, so the bright points. This has to be a pretty fast were podcast. There, were there any? Yeah, were there dude. Any bright points? All right, yeah. Other than other than the Breland like turnovers, were there any bright points? Yeah, yeah, dude. Rashad they blocked a punt for once and returned okay, it for a touchdown. Right. Okay, other than a special, a special teams victory. You know what else was actually a victory? Here's a bright point. No penalties. The whole game? We didn't have any penalties? Are you serious? There was like one penalty or something. Hold on a sec. Hold no, on. there was one that was on something stupid. There were a lot less penalties than there have been in games in the past. Yeah, I think you're right. There were. And I do have to say this. Although although the patchwork offensive line couldn't open any holes whatsoever for the run, Kirk Cousins didn't get destroyed like we thought he was going to. He only got sacked like once or twice. Yeah. So there's the bright parts. Now do we want to get to the the bright parts there? The pass protection was good. It was the run where – Barf gave up all early again. It's like we didn't even see Alfred Morris in the second half, I don't think. And we had a lead starting the second half. Yeah. I mean, how many games this year have we had a lead, to tell you the truth? I mean. I don't know, dude. Anyway. um, Yeah, but. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. But I started thinking about this. Remember how last week I was harping on how. Kirk Cousins couldn't throw a ball past five yards. And in this game, he threw one that I counted. One that was over 10 yards in the air. But then I started thinking about this. Over 10 yards in the air, yeah. Yeah. Then I started thinking about this. How much of that is um, Barf not trusting the offensive line to allow the routes to be run, you know, that would take enough time to allow the routes to be run to get them 10 yards down the field? In other words... He only trusts his offensive line to block for like one second, and the ball is coming out. So, how much of that is on Bar on the offensive line and Bar's trust in them, and how much of it is Kirk Cousins' inability to throw down the field? That's a good question. That's not a bad that that's not a bad point to bring up at all. Because what was it? he went deep, like true deep passes two times in this game, maybe three. Oh, and they were horrible. They weren't even close. They weren't close at all, so I, I think I, I got to lean more towards Kirk Cousins just can't throw the ball deep. That's what I. Think. He doesn't have like a super speedster like a Deshaun Jackson to, to run up under it no matter where the ball is going. Yeah. Right. 
And here's another dim point. What was that play that uh, Crowder was trying to like relive his days at Duke and throw a touchdown pass? I don't think that was his fault. He didn't call the play. Oh, I'm not blaming him. I'm just saying we're just <laughs> the play. Yeah, right. Dude, all I know is that we went into halftime up 13 to 10. But we all knew it. Brian Mitchell even talked about it before the game on on Redskins pregame. The same thing that we've been saying. We don't make adjustments at halftime. Yeah, dude. But and then when we come out, the other team has made adjustments and they're doing things that are working. We can't make adjustments to fix it. And that's that's on the coaching staff and and the the intelligence of the coaching staff and their ability to 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 make changes on the fly. But yeah, but that's that's where I was going to go, John. Like. Why do we have to wait till halftime to make adjustments? If things if things aren't working, you know, do you think the coaches just sit there and go, "Okay, guys, well at halftime we'll go into the locker room and talk about this, and then we'll make some changes." No, they should be like making changes if things aren't working right on the fly, yeah. like right then and there. Why wait? They got till those Microsoft Surface carts, man. They got all those laptops or. Uh... Not laptops. Why wait till halftime to make changes? No, I mean, it's a... well, the thing is that other teams are making changes and we're not. That's the problem. Yeah. You know, that's the problem. Adjustments. I mean, it can't be like, all right, guys, it's halftime. Let's make some adjustments. The other No. It's the... like, all right, those those runs haven't worked in this series. So let's come out next series and not do that because we see what the defense is doing and how they're reading us. So let's mix it up. I mean yeah. Well, they're going into halftime. Going, hey, we got a lead. Like almost every week, we have a lead at halftime. Like, and then we, we were out. We're doing awesome. And then the other team goes in, and they're like, "All right, we're getting beat by the Redskins. Um, what are we gonna do?" And it's what like, they... let me see. They run it up the middle on first and second down every time. So let's shut that off, and let's see if Kirk Cousins can throw the ball. I and they know he can't throw more than five yards. Did Kirk Cousins have one single like rollout, like a bootleg? I don't remember. Do you know the play that he's actually? rather good at that a couple years ago he ran like 20 times against the Browns when he won his first uh, start. I didn't see it. He was so inaccurate all day long, too. I mean, I don't know. Oh, man. Throwing above people. Behind them, them, above them, them. way out in front of them. I mean, floating floating things. I was looking, trying to look at his mechanics, and it looked like he was lowering his elbow a bit um, on some of these, on some of those plays, like and, and, and having those floaters happen, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I I don't know what's going on with that dude. He was missing even like those short little screens. Yeah, like over the dump over the top screens. Some of those were like really low, like at people's feet. It was and like, that pick six that he threw to Darrell Revis. Oh my! That God. ball was gonna bounce before it got to. Oh, I forget who our receiver was there, but that ball was gonna hit the turf at his feet. Right. That was a fantastic pick by Revis to jump out and get that ball because it was so low and yeah. so short of a pass. Mm-hmm. You know, but um, when you look at the game, I mean, I know Cousins was just, I thought he was awful in this game. Um, but, uh, I mean, if we look at the game stats as a total, you know, total yards, we had 225 yards. Total? 225 total yards. That's horrible. <laughs> the, Jets, the Jets had 474 total yards. Wow. The only yeah, reason uh, we even stayed close is because of those turnovers from Breland. Time, time of possession. We had the ball. It was pretty evenly matched for the most part. We had the ball 27 minutes, 21 seconds. They had it 32 minutes, 39 seconds. 
So you look at time of possession and go, all right, that's pretty even. Yet we didn't even have half the yards they had. Um, we did have and the three turnovers that we caused, which was great um, on their side. The only points we scored in the two. second half were off that blocked punt. Yeah, we didn't do jets. The offense didn't score any points in the second half. And, and guys, Because the say, Jets went to the locker room and made adjustments to what we were doing in the first half, and we couldn't, we couldn't do something different. Honestly, I don't think we were they just did like the, uh, I think they just came back out and kept playing because they knew that we would go in and, quote, make adjustments in the, in the half and basically <laughs> score. Dude, out. our offense didn't score any points the whole game. That was on a drive, did they? Was, I don't know. Was everything no, off right. of a turnover? No, it was all off. Yeah, the offense scored. The, the, yeah, yeah, the touchdown and the two field goals, but those were all off turnovers. That they, is so um, right. And we were outscored in the second half, twenty-four to six. Am I right six? there? We scored a touchdown. Did we? We didn't miss seven. an extra point. Seven. Twenty-four to seven. You were correct. And the 24. seven was off of the blocked kick when it didn't even really matter anymore. Yes. <laughs> so. I mean, 24 points that we answered with seven in the second half after going into the half up. You know, I don't get it. That's it's Nobody like, gets it. No one understands. It's like, what What the hell are they doing at halftime? I looked up the definition of something. What are they doing? Dictionary, and there was a picture of the Washington Redskins. I just don't have, I just don't have, like, faith anymore that Barf can make the adjustments that are needed to be made at halftime, well, you know, and Aaron, about, I know that you're, you're well beyond that point. Let's talk about like Joe Barry on that side of the ball. I mean, on the defensive side, mm-hmm. you know, uh, New York had 22 first downs to our 14. So they, you know, they had a third more, um, almost. Dude, we were getting for, run all over first down. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, we if we made adjustments, we adjusted the wrong way. Is what well, we what what I saw in the game is that they were busting us straight up the middle, just gashing us over and over. And so we came out in the second half, and they and they weren't having a success on the first couple of runs up the middle, so they just started bouncing out to the outside. We had thirty four, and, and they started having like massive. Yeah, they started having massive runs again. And then we couldn't adjust to keep him from going around on the outside. And, dude, John, if I see Ryan Kerrigan run past the quarterback one more time, good Lord. John, this sums it up. We had 34 total yards of rushing on the day, 34. They yeah. had 221. Oh, my God. These are your 2015 Washington Redskins. <laughs> So what did Ivory have? Did you just said that, right? What did he have? I was trying to print my boarding pass. Sorry. <laughs> Dude, what a 146 yards. 146, and we had 222. Yeah, Chris Ivory, 146 on the day. He averaged 7.3 yards a carry with the one touchdown. Alfred Morris, 11 carries for 21 yards. We would be remiss if we did not point out that we're missing six starters. All right. Sure, very we're true. So what? Dude, we had some very, guy named Ty Nitschke playing right tackle, and he's never even played before. Or was he playing left, left tackle. tackle? Left tackle. And quite frankly, dude, I played, didn't call his name dude, the whole he played game. before. He was, he was an all-star in the Arena League. All right. And then, I think. 
In fact, I heard him say on the radio his name is like Nisiki or something. And we called him Nitschke. Yeah. Nietzsche. You can call him Nietzsche if you want. Nietzsche. Anyway. Well, he did pretty well in pass protection, but like on the on the runs, he was he was not so good. Yeah, and what do we know about the injuries right now on Tuesday afternoon? Uh that Deshaun Jackson's probably gonna be out a couple more weeks. Yep, what about Since he re aggravated? What about Trent? He, he, tweaked, um, he tweaked it again, dude. I don't understand that. Yeah. And uh well we got Tampa Bay this Sunday at one o'clock. And then we got the bye. So that's gonna help once we get through that Tampa Bay game. Uh dude, Tampa Bay's gonna destroy us. Dude, all I can think of is that chick that was sitting up like ten rows behind us going, Let's go, Tampa Bay. Yeah. Like the whole game. We were I just like, keep thinking of that, and it's just like, oh, it just drives me up the wall. We were like, Shut and she's up. probably going to be there again in even better seats because no Redskins fans are going to be there. And you're going to be able to hear her across half the stadium. Dude, I'm tired of playing Tampa Bay. Seriously. We play them every year. It's because we both suck. I get so tired of playing Tampa Bay. It's the NFC Southeast Division. We're we're totally going to get beat by Tampa Bay again. I hate getting beat by Tampa Bay. I hope not. And Tennessee. I'm I'm worried about it because seeing some of those guys on the Redskins coming off the field near the end of that game, there was dejection. There were guys who were like, you could see they weren't putting in a full effort once they knew the game was out of reach. And that, that happened like times 100 in that Tampa Bay game last year. Oh, that was Guys the worst just went game out I've there and just seen. went through the motions. That was the worst game I've ever seen in my life. That, yep, absolutely. It was so depressing. I mean, there were so many players that quit in that game. It was awful. It was embarrassing. I don't think they quit in the game against the Jets. I wouldn't go that far. There were a few guys at the end that did. You could see it. You could see it the way they were moving. They were just going through the motions. Well, I started getting upset when I was seeing that. It sucked because within a week's time period, they went from almost beating the undefeated Atlanta Falcons to <coughs> losing key starters and just getting demolished by the Jets. And yeah. every, and no dude, one gave them Aaron, a chance once all those injuries came out. I didn't hear one person that thought they would be able to win, with, especially with Trent Williams down and everyone else, Corey Lichtenstein. Even Vegas. Even Vegas bumped the line from five to seven because of all the injuries. We have freaking Josh Licorice at center. <laughs> He's a better backup center than a backup guard. I'll tell you that. He didn't do too terribly. Yeah, but like I was saying earlier, how much of that is on the fact that we run these plays where they only have to block for one second? Yeah. Well, and another thing, going to the other side of the ball, our inside linebackers. Oh, dude. Perry Riley and, right. and, and Keenan Robinson. Dude, less, less with Keenan Robinson, but I've been saying it for a while. Perry Riley's not that good. Perry Riley was horrible, dude. We, we really need to upgrade that inside linebacker position. Who are we going to upgrade it with? I don't know. Anybody? Somebody in the draft. Or we could, we could I don't know. But you know that perhaps this swing good. a trade? We're gonna, we could, uh, we, we'll give you RG3. And three of our first-round draft picks 
for Manti Teo. I don't want to give RG3 away. I think we should give Cousins away. They're going to trade RG3 if someone offers. Someone gets injured, someone loses a quarterback, and they're going to be like, hey, we got RG3 sitting over here. Sitting over here doing nothing. I bet they will. That's scout team. And if the team is desperate enough, like the Raiders a couple years ago when they traded for uh, Carson Palmer, they gave the Bengals two first-round picks in the middle of the season because they thought that he would be the piece. I forget what the quarterback's name was, but he got hurt. They were like, well, we'll trade for him. It'll cost us two first-round picks. Who cares? We're the Raiders. We do dumb stuff like that all the time. We get get first-round picks every year. He's a good player. He's a good player. He is a good player. I'll give him that. But the Bengals were like, you'll give us two first-round picks for that, for this quarterback that keeps getting injured all the time? Absolutely. Mm. In the middle of the season. We can right. only be so lucky to get an offer like that. I don't know, dude. I don't know that it helps our quarterback situation one way or another. Um, well, our quarterback situation, unless unless they put in three and they run play calls that match his style, which Barth doesn't do. They're gonna there, there's no hope at, at, at the quarterback position right now. None of these guys are going to be able to lead this team. Here's a question. Could we be looking at a mid-season coaching change in Washington? If it was up to me, yes. Josh? I'm, yeah. <laughs> Josh, I'm glad you brought that up. The actually, bye weeks, the bye week we got, is coming up. If, if we lose uh-huh. to Tampa, could is that bye week a long enough stretch <laughs> where – Management could be like, you know what, this Gruden thing is not working out, and let's get him out of here. Change. Let's make a change. Let's reinstate RG three with somebody that can use his talents. You know what? They could always have Bill Callahan be the head coach. He's head coach before, hasn't you he? You know what? There's a lot of people, he's, a lot of rumblings talking the about to the that. Super Bowl. Yep. Yeah. So why don't they just fire Gruden, and let Callahan take over interim, see how he does? Yep. Just saying. Crazier things have happened. I mean, we had Terry Rubisky as head coach. When's the, when's the last time we did a midseason change? Was it with Marty Schottenheimer or Terry Rubisky? It was when they fired North Turner with three games. North Turner. That's right. That's right. And we called for that firing. Oh my God! We were, we were at you game. and I, Aaron, were at that game. And then he went out that's to San Diego and did okay for a while. Okay. He did okay. Okay. We don't eight want eight, okay. Eight and eight. Eight and eight. Terry Rubisky. Um, it was interesting. I found uh, Kevin Sheehan on ESPN 980. I was following his tweets, and he basically said, regardless of what Gruden wants or intends, Kirk better play well, and the Redskins better beat Tampa, or changes are a-coming. They better be. Yeah, we hope. I almost, I almost want us to get blown out to make sure that when we come back from the bye, we don't have Barth as head coach anymore. And we use an RG. We have a coach that'll use RG three to his talents until he gets hurt. That was the whole point. Yeah, that was the whole point of them drafting Kirk Cousins in the same draft, saying, "Just we got a running quarterback. We need someone who can back him up, right? Because he's going to get hurt, dude. We got the guys. You and right. we got Colt McCoy hanging out as well. So hey, you right, dude. I would like to see. I would not like to see us get blown out. I would like to see Barf get fired, someone take over, and put RG3 back in. And all these people listening are like, no way, no way. I'm like, look, RG3, his rookie year, 
won seven games in a row to get us to the playoffs. And Everybody forgets that. And then they fit, forget what he faced since his rookie year. And they're just like, oh, he's just gone down the tubes. I mean, that's because they kept running him with plays that weren't to his strengths. You can't forget the injuries. You can't forget all of and that. Injury. They knew what they were getting when they drafted him. It's like, I don't go out and buy a Mercedes Benz and try to take it off roading. I'm going to buy a Jeep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Why would you go buy a get a running quarterback and then try to put him in the, this kind of offense and then be like, oh, we don't like know. Like the stumbasses like we saw driving on the beach in North Carolina in their Mustang. Yeah, they're 22K. It doesn't work too well. Didn't work too well for those guys. And it's not working too well for the Redskins. Um, yeah. On that note, do we want to give game balls and kicks? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Let's do it. And now, the coveted and ever-elusive Game Ball Award. Game Ball Award. I think we obviously got to give a collective game ball to Brashad Breeland in this game. I'm definitely giving one to Brashad Breeland. I'm giving one to Brashad Breeland because he's my dog. I'm giving him one because he had three freaking turnovers and actually made it so it wasn't a complete blowout. Yeah, he put us in great position. We scored 13 points because of him. Yep. Um, and then we scored like seven more at the end. Because of Rashad Ross. <laughs> yeah. I got um, to give a game ball to, I mean, we've obviously agreed on Freeland, but to the team as a whole for being, you know, virtually – Penalty free. We only had three penalties on this game. That's the fewest penalties we've had since I can remember. Three penalties for 15 yards on the game. That's pretty remarkable, especially with all the, the key backups that we're in. Yeah. It was the, the yellow yeah. flags did not see a lot of light of day in this game. I'm going to give one to Rashad Ross. You know why? When was the last time we had a special teamer responsible for two touchdowns on a season? Brian Mitchell? Yeah. Probably, yeah. yeah. And that was the other one was special teams, I think, had a victory in this game. They were playing well, causing, you know, they had that blocked punt. I just felt like they were doing their job for the most part. I'm going to give my game ball to uh, – I can't think of anyone else that played well. I got one more. Who? I'm going to give my game ball to uh, Dustin Hoffman, our kicker. The Rain Man hit both his extra points, hit both of his field goals, including a 54-yarder. Yeah, he's solid. This guy that came out of nowhere has come in and been fantastic. And did you hear about Cobra Kai? Cobra Kai got signed by the Saints? Yeah, and did you hear who they cut for him? Hawker. Zach Hawker. (laughs) Yeah. Man, the, the, the carousel of kickers. The carousel of Cobra Kai and Zach Hawker. I know, right? They're probably just like he's. They're like tweeting each other. Cobra Kai's like, "Sorry, dude." So he's like, "All right, I'll get you back next week." And do, do you want me to mail you my uh, or leave you my uh, Saint shorts that they gave me? <laughs> my Saint's yellow cake. <laughs> do you want about, me? To, um, you want me to leave the yellow cake for you? Yellow cake. All these new listeners are like, what is this yellow cake? Yellow cake. Yellow cake. 
Yellow cake. All right. <laughs> yellow cake. They have no idea what yellow cake is. All these new listeners are like, what is this yellow cake? Yellow cake. Yellow cake. Yellow cake. Yellow cake. Yellow cake. Um, if you're lucky, look up Mark Brunel Yellow Cake, and maybe, maybe, uh, maybe it will surface. Yellow Cake. Maybe it will. Maybe it will rise. All right. Do we want to uh, give our kick in the balls? It's time for yeah. this week's Kick in the Balls Award. All right, can I give mine first? You can. Kirk Cousins, the most inaccurate <laughs> game I've seen, and that's saying a lot for his passing. He had, what, two or three interceptions? A bunch. Two picks. Two picks, a bunch of balls thrown over people's heads, a bunch of balls thrown behind people, as usual. One pass of over 10 yards. Um, the one pass that I really was harping on him on is when his fullback was like three yards in the backfield still, and there was a defender right on him, and he threw it to him anyway. I was like, "Oh, jeez, yeah." What are you doing? Trying to get your guy killed and lose his yards at the same time? Come mm-hmm. on, dude. Come on. That was one of those plays that just like summed it up. All right, go ahead. Whoever's next. I don't know, man. There's so many. Uh, I just can't even. I can't even think. <laughs> There's so many, so much bad play. It's tough to pin things on the offensive line. I was trying to analyze that. I mean, obviously, we got some guys out up there. I thought the offensive line played fairly well for having, you know. Except they couldn't open up any holes. How many rushing yards did we have? They couldn't. They could not open up. We have like 34. 12, 34 rushing yards, dude. Total. That's horrible. That's like uh, less than a uh, hundred feet the entire game. I know our front guys on defense are getting tired and everything, but our linebackers are really sucking. So my my all I have to say is Ryan Fitzpatrick had a what was what was that long? It was like an eighteen yard touchdown run. Yeah, we're what Ryan Fitzpatrick had an 18-yard touchdown run straight down the middle. Dude, I don't even That's know the last time that. he ran 18 yards. He didn't either, because did you see him getting up all wild-eyed and mountain man looking like he was pumped? His eyes looked like Rache Caldwell's. He couldn't believe Rache Caldwell's headlights. It was horrible. So, yeah, my, my kicking balls goes to... Uh, Pretty much between that and watching our outside linebackers slash defensive ends, whatever you want to call them in this defense, hike, push past the quarterback, hike, push past the quarterback, hike, push past the quarterback. I got an idea. Why don't you try to go inside on your man and get to the quarterback? So mine goes to the linebacking core. Yeah, how many times did like Hatcher get pushed past the quarterback? Good lord. I mean, Chris Ivory had 146 yards. Zach, Zach Stacy, one of those names you only know if you played fantasy football, at 46. He had more than our entire rushing attack. Yeah, Zach Stacy had more yards than our entire team. On the ground. 
Dude, he hasn't been relevant in like fantasy out. football in two years. Yeah, it was really pathetic, and the only thing that masked it for being even as pathetic as it was was the turnovers from Breland. Yeah, yeah, those turnovers in the first half made it look good. Josh, were you about and to say then? something? No, I was just, uh, man, I just can't. I can't even pin a, pin down one person for a, for kicking the ball. I think it was easier to give game balls for some reason, but um, just give I don't know. It, kicking I, the balls to Jay Gruden. Here, then he's horrible. I got. I, I think probably <laughs> to the to the coaching staff in general on this game. I think that they're you know they didn't make the adjustments on either side of the ball. Uh, aside from special teams, I thought did a good job. But I mean, yeah, I mean, I thought some of the play calling was stupid. There were like two or three times I was like, why? Why would you call that play right there? What, what is that? You know? Yeah, like that um, stupid like reverse pass that Crowder had. It, it reminded me of yeah. What was that, dude? And it reminded me of like the Jim Zorn plays where you know it's like third <laughs> down and fourteen and you throw like a little three yard pass. Yeah. You know, or and they try. No, it would be like a double reverse and then a little three yard check down dunk dunk right. pass. And they try. And you're like, what the hell? Dude, and keep in mind they tried that trick play with like offensive linemen that never that didn't even play each other with each other before. Why would they do that? I was like, ooh, trickery, stupid. What is at this? Least yeah, he, that, at, least at least Crowder was smart enough to like throw it away. Yeah. After that's, he got out of the it, tackle box, which I that's guess. a sign of of of, uh, of coaching of coaches that are uh, getting a little desperate as well as shit. To Duke, man, he's smart. He's yeah. a smart guy. Whenever you have to resort to trickery, you know your team's bad. Yeah. If you went to if, if you have to resort to trickery, you want a smart guy like somebody that went to Duke. Although it wasn't as know? bad as that play from the Colts. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, did wow. you see that? The Colts play? Which one? Dude, the Colts had like I guess they were gonna punt or something. I saw the replay. Punt. And they had like all their team over like on one side of the field and then they had like a center. And a quarterback. But they weren't centers and quarterbacks. It was like a safety and a wide receiver. Yeah. Playing center and quarterback. And so, yeah, the, whoever was playing center, they just hiked it to the quarterback. And, like, the line, the offensive line, or the defensive line just tackled them. Because there were, like, five dudes right there. <laughs> like... And you could tell. You could tell when they hiked it that the dude playing the quarterback spot didn't expect him to, didn't expect to get the ball. Yeah. But like, they were trying to draw him off sides. <laughs> it was dumb. It was like, all right, there's five guys in front of me, and I have a center and me, and he's not even a real center. He's like some scrawny cornerback or something. Safety, safety. And then they and then they and the funny thing on the replay is then they did a clip of showing Bill Belichick, because it was the Patriots that were playing the Colts, and he was on the sideline, and he looks up, and he's like, what? What was that? <laughs> like, what are they trying to do? <laughs> Because the, the Colts coach, they showed him, Bagano, when the players are coming off the field, and he was like, who hiked the ball? No, he said, why did you hike the ball? <laughs> and then Bill Belichick just looks so, like, dumbfounded. Either that or they're like, what? Guys, it worked. Hey, guys, I got a Josh, this if you haven't seen that, you get it. This worked when I played Pop Warner, guys. Let's try this. So You've got to Google it, Josh, because no one knows the intent of that play. <laughs> oh, yeah, no one can figure it out. I don't know. Anyway, enough about the Colts. They're still not as bad as us. No, no. Dude, we're going to get beat by Tampa tomorrow, next week. 
What was my prediction for next week's game, Jeff? Let's go, Tampa Bay. Your prediction for against Tampa. Your prediction against Tampa is a Redskins win, of course, thirty-one to three. Uh, Hold on, I got the perfect sound effect for that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, we're six games into the season, and we're already at the at the point of, oh, here comes the next game. But do you realize we're only one game Uh, out of first? Yeah, how about that? (laughs) That's how bad our division is. We're one game out. It's also looked out because of what because of who's played who so far. So it is possible that we could win the yep. division. Do you realize? I mean, it, it, is still, it is still possible. We're still very much in this from that standpoint. Like, has anyone but ever won a division with a losing record? <laughs> yes. We yes. can win it Someone at 7-9. Someone won the nine. NFC West with a 7-9 record. It could be that bad, dude. I don't know how the it Eagles beat be. the Giants. They're horrible. We know. The Giants blew us out. We beat the Eagles, and the Eagles blew out the Giants. Yeah, and there were seven turnovers in that game, I think, is what I heard. So both those teams suck. It's ridiculous. Everyone in the NFC, it's NFC least, once again. In any event, dude, enough of that mess. (laughs) What is this crazy play I'm watching right now? He's watching it. He's watching it. (laughs) (laughs) What? There's like over there, like. We don't understand, what? Josh. We it's like, what? And he just tackled him. Like four guys dived on him. We don't understand. Did they show Belichick's face? And there was a flag on the play. Oh, and the center. There's the a flag center. because they didn't the have seven men on the line of scrimmage. <laughs> they didn't Quarter, have seven the on the line. The quarterback turned to the center. And was like, dude, why did you hike the ball? I, I guess Belichick. Um, he was probably dumbfounded. One, they didn't have enough people in the line of scrimmage. And so the, ref, <laughs> the ref came out and was like, that's the stupidest play I've ever seen. Dude. Yeah, I don't know. That was pretty close to Jim Zorn's like, swing and no- play. Who is number one on the Colts team? Number, 30, <laughs> number 32 played quarterback. I don't know, dude. And then the one, the one fake center was trying to hold back five players that were trying to tackle <laughs> the guy. While all of his other guys were hanging out over on the other side, not sure even this, up on the line. I'm sure the yeah, not even like, up on the damn line scrimmage. It was unbelievable how like, stupidity. It made uh, me feel good watching that because I was like, "Well, that sucked worse than the Redskins." <laughs> yeah, at least we're not the laughing stock of the week for that for this week. We lose to Jameis Winston and the Tampa Bay you know what, Buccaneers. You know what, though? I'm sure we the will Patriots be. will probably get blamed on that play for cheating somehow, and Tom Brady will be you know, suspended for a few games. Gruden needs to be Well, you know what's going to happen in our game. If we lose to Tampa and he's not fired, um, I'm going to be livid. Well, you know what's going to happen. Jameis Winston's going to have his best game as a pro, and it's going to be like, it's Jameis Winston's coming out party in the NFL. Yeah. Scores three touchdowns plus a rushing touchdown. Walks all over the Washington Redskins. Yeah, it's exactly what's going to happen because it always happens. Uh-huh. It's always some guy that sucks, and he has a coming out party against us. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> coming out party. A coming out party. Anyway. Do we have anything to you else by. to add on I haven't this? really talked about anything else. The only thing I want to say about Gruden is, like, you know, if you remember how critical he was of RG3 last year when anything went and wrong. And this year. 
and this year, still critical of RG3. But when it comes to Kirk Cousins, it's like he can do no wrong. It's like Kirk Cousins is the coddled baby of of Jay Gruden. Or maybe, you know, Jay, maybe Kirk Cousins has something on him. Jay you know, Gruden maybe, just doesn't like Maybe he caught Jay Gruden in the locker room with a magazine or something. And <laughs> Jay Gruden just does not like RG3 for whatever reason. I'm not going to speculate. I, I don't know why yeah. either. But, but Gruden can't say nothing wrong about Kirk Cousins. It's not his fault. It's like... You know, Maybe whatever, Kirk Cousins is fragile, man. I heard whatever, that Jay Gruden was blaming it on it being windy. Whatever it is about Cousins, it, it, it's always like, um, I'm going to have to look at the tape. going to have to look at the tape. He says that a lot. I'm going to have to take a look at the tape. How come no one that. else has to look at the tape to know that he sucked? And we're not even like one, professional football evaluators. One, I want to point out, they don't use tape anymore. I just want to <laughs> There is no more tape. There's no more tape, guys. Come on. What is this? I just don't get it. Why does Any- he say I'm going to have to look at the surface? Right. <laughs> I'm going to have to check it out on the Microsoft surface. You know, all Let's- these all these bloggers that think they're cool now, they're like, I had to, I watched the All-22 on this. Well, I think we've got a heck of a team here, and I'm just going to have to look at the tape. And, uh, you know, we got a heck of a team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's... I watched the All-22. Uh, All-22. Yeah, they don't like beam down like those black and white pictures from the stadium roof anymore. <laughs> like they, they print out like the fax paper for them to look at. That was like the huge technology from the nineties, remember? That was massive, yeah. They immediately so, have facsimiles sent down from the roof of the stadium so they can see and, the all twenty two. And you did hear you did hear about John Gruden's um his brother John Gruden's snafu, right? No. What about this him? Week? About it, about how John Gruden in his announcement basically said declared that he accidentally declared that Shane Vereen was one of the quote best black backs in the NFL. Oh, he did not say that. Yes, he did. Was it an accident? I mean, was he meant? I, I, I mean, I would hope it's an accident. What was he really trying to say? Is what the I'm fact asking. that he probably was- tried to say back. He was probably he, trying to say best L back in. in the L came Yeah. <laughs> Dude, look it up. <laughs> oh my There's goodness. just um anyway. Anyway, I don't even want to speculate on that note. I, I'm not speculating. And I don't want to speculate about the reason why any. that Gruden doesn't like Griffin either. Yeah. But no speculation. I'm not speculating. I mean, yeah. Anyway. I don't like to speculate. I'm not a speculator. Anyway. I guess that about rounds it up. And you guys have anything else to add? No, I mean, another little hog slop. Um, Clinton Portis this week came out and said that, you know, the reason that uh, that Jim Zorn lost the locker room is because... He sucked. No, because of his religious beliefs. Really? He said that he played Christians and non-Christians against each other, basically. That, that he, he looked at it in the locker room and said, you either have Christians... You have Christians and you have ball players. And if you didn't believe what he believed in, and, and Portis said, in other words, if you weren't Antoine Randall then, you know, guys that sat around and prayed with Zorn and did it the way that he did it and thought life should be, then they got speeches about you're not doing it right. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Any, anything else? Hmm. 
No. I'm, yeah, playing, the, I'm playing this music, if you guys can hear it, in honor of the Vegas trip. Dude, we are going to have a good trip to Vegas this week. Uh, John, wish you were coming along. Uh, maybe next year. Maybe next year. Maybe I next am year. still I am still convalescing. Yes. Yes. Anyway, uh, I'd like, like to give a big shout-out to our benevolent sponsor, Desmond C. Lee, and everyone that tweeted us during the game. Michael and Kingswall? Coxwall? Lots of folks. Um, uh, we'll talk to you guys next week hopefully not after oh yeah the yeah go ahead dude. and thanks to our uh, once a month benevolent sponsor Devin Miller for his one dollar yeah thanks De- Devin thanks Miller. Devin man that dollar means a lot yeah six months of that we can get John a new mic a new mic cable so we'll talk to you guys next week hail to the Redskins and as usual if you see a Cowboys fan you know, know what to do, do. You are a loser, sir. Yeah. What you do?